Welcome and thank you for joining us on the Sandy Pars Podcast, your source for in-depth discussions about the world of golf for the amateur golfer. We're your hosts, Brandy Duran and Ryan Munoz. On this episode, more live tour talk and the results of the Memorial Tournament and the Women's Open. Stay tuned after the break. Welcome back to the Sandy Pars Podcast, episode 66. We're your hosts, Randy Duran and Ryan Munoz. Yes, sir. We back. And I, and I promise we're recording this time. Uh, what a crazy week we had in golf. We had uh, two epic golf tournaments and then the emergence of a third or second tour or third tour, however you view it. Um, yep. I think that, uh, I mean, it was, I, I kind of feel that uh, the, the emergence of the new golf golf tour overshadowed what should have been a great week in golf, but we'll get into that. Um, we'll cover a little bit of the women's open, a little bit of the memorial, but we have to start with the biggest news, which is all, all the players that are coming and officially converting to the live tour. Yep. Uh, some of these not surprising, right? Phil and Bryson being the two that have been rumored for months prior to this. Um, and now it's just official. Um, Makes you wonder if Bryson was ever really even hurt or uh, what, right? Like, but um, it brings a lot of that into play. Yeah, dude. I mean, they got a pretty good roster now from the last week when we talked about this. It's it's uh, it's changed. It's livened up. They've expanded on the format, which I actually think is pretty cool, to be honest. Well, we've sat here and talked about we want different formats of golf that are being that to be played. Right. Yeah. And we want team events. We like, we like seeing the, the, the team format and, and that type of, that type of uh, golf being played. We've, we've talked about that. And then I know it looks corny because they have like team names and stuff like that. It reminds me of like legends of the hidden temple. It's like the weirdest, dumbest, most generic names, but at the same time, yeah. it feels like this is what y'all asked for. You get a snake draft every week, which is cool. And is that how uh, okay so i was wondering how they drafted the teams uh, and are yeah. they captains every week or does those change so, too yeah yeah yes because each event is different there's a different roster per event so i'm on their site and so they'll they um they they redo they do different teams per each event and then they have uh, a snake draft each week that's that's inc- okay it's it's uh so here live golf will feature 12 teams of four players since each team each event will be made up of a different field teams will be decided via a draft the week of each event each team will have an liv appointed team captain who will select their three open team positions via snake draft format the captain will be one of the four starting players but will also have the responsibility to set the lineup each week Choose the scores that will count and act as an on and off course captain for the team. And then, yeah, they each have their own um, logos and et cetera. So right, the like, logos need some work. They need some work. Yeah. Uh, but who cares of the logo really? Like, right. That, that'll change over time. Each, each prize, each regular season event will have a purse, a prize purse of 25 mil, um, and 25 mil for teams and 20 mil for individuals where everyone receives a cut. Oh um, my God. Yeah. Individual following the first seven events an individual champion will be crowned offering a total of 30 mil for the uh, top three individuals. 
And then the team, the team, the season ending team championship will have a total prize fund of 50 mil where all 12 teams receive a cut. So, um, you know, based out like a, 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 a golf tournament, right. Where the purse comes out, but damn, you're talking. Holy big, that's big, big yeah. money. Oh uh, my God. Dude, I mean, it's kind of, it's cool. I'm, I, I, uh, you know, we talked about this last week. I don't, so they're just streaming it from YouTube or their website or like, I think like DAZN or something, but. Okay. So a lot. They need to get a network. Right. They have, they need to get a network. Um, and it, it, right now it just seems that they don't give a, they don't care about making any money yet. They don't care. They're putting the product out there and they don't really care about making any money yet. And that's why I think it's super dangerous to the PGA tour because they're not even yeah. thinking about, they don't even care about making money right now. Yeah. They're and paying I mean, these guys so much money. They don't even have a network yet. You think you would think that when they're trying to get all these players to come play on this tour, that they would have at the same time been negotiating a network contract. What, Dude. you know, what, what yeah, what what, what I, network wouldn't pick them up? I think someone's going to pick them up because they're going to have huge numbers this week yeah. because everyone's curious to see how it works. I'm watching. You know, you know what else I love is the shotgun start and the three the three rounds. Like this is geared for what we've like, asked for for fall weekends and like when football's on and stuff. No one gives a shit about the wraparound tour, uh, except for us that volunteer at the Fortinet. But like, like. The, you know, this is this will be done on Saturday. Shotgun starts, so the round doesn't watch. You don't have to. You're not spending all day watching the entire round like you're going to do tomorrow in the Canadian Open, right? Right. It's boom. You got limited field, so a you don't have as many players to deal with. But then you've got the shotgun start, which I think is genius. Um, I totally agree with that. Three hour window, right? Now it's like a NBA game. You know, when we, we watched the finals game tonight, it started at six. It was probably going to be done around eight 30. That's incredible. So I didn't even hear anything about the shotgun start They're They're doing some interesting things, dude. Um, I, yeah. I'm curious to see like what the production value, what the production looks like, you know, with how they're doing it tomorrow or uh, what time does it even start? Like it's in, I'm not sure it's, it's, it's in, in London. London, right? It's in yeah. London. So yeah. um it's in London. Um, so I mean it might be early in the morning for us to to get to watch, you know what I mean, dude. And then I was looking at some of the courses too, like they got some good courses. They got TPC I haven't I haven't looked TPC Boston on there, Bedminster, which I don't, I don't even know where that is, but that sounds cool. Chicago, uh, uh, Rich Harvest Farms. Oh, it's not TPC Boston. Never mind. But, uh, <laughs> but <laughs> dude, so so one thing I Bay wanted Hawk. to touch on, one thing I wanted to touch on is uh, I actually wrote down last week some future defectors who I thought were going to be leaving, and we discussed Ricky last week. Yep. Um, and so that was. Obviously, like that was that was the writing was on the wall. Pretty obvious call. He's a he's a name. He's gonna get paid, and he hasn't won. He's not winning tournaments anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, likely yeah, never gonna win a major. So his big payday is you know to to make a, a few last a few years and live tour if that happens. I Love wrote down U.S. Open. Yes, it's, yeah, just because he's popular. So um, I wrote down a list of future defectors last week, and this was before three of these guys 
were confirmed as leaving. I wrote down future defectors. I wrote Bryson, Patrick Reed, Ricky Fowler. You know who my fourth was? No. Brooks Kepka. Oh, yeah, yeah. I would, yeah, you would think surprised about Brooksy not going. Um, I think that if he, I think he's going to give, I think he's going to give this U.S. Open and uh, um, British Open a chance here. And if he doesn't pull out a major victory, I would not be surprised if he left. Um, His brother's already out there. Yeah. Yeah. That's an interesting point and a good. He's point. very similar. He's very similar to DJ in his uh, lifestyle. Uh, yes, yes. I mean, the man had uh, he had um, Luda performing at his wedding this last week. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> so I wrote that yeah, down. Bryson, Bryson was always rumored all along. That one was he was. Um, what makes you think that he might have been faking an injury though? I don't know. I just don't think it, it seemed like, like, why does he keep showing? Why was he showing up to tournaments and then just withdrawing if he was injured <laughs> the whole time? Like what the fuck? The whole thing seemed, or, you know, like it just seemed odd to me. Like he came, he comes out with a statement saying that he's hurt and he's going to be out for a while. And then two weeks later, he's showing up and he's at the, like, you know, he's like, Oh, I'm in the tournament. And then he's just like, I'm not, I don't know. I feel like maybe he was just trying to keep his name in the, the spotlight. And I, I don't know. It was, that one's weird, but it's it's not weird seeing him go. And Patrick Reed, I didn't think of, but that one's like, in hindsight, that one seems pretty easy. Like, yeah. So aside from the people who went, we should talk about what like the the impacts are going to be. So, yeah. I mean, I didn't realize that this this is messing with the Ryder Cup eligibility too. So, well, kind of right. We don't know what what. Uh... Has there been something definitive? It seems to be like all up in the air, correct? Well, from my understanding, what the players are saying is that they can't play for the Ryder Cup teams um, if they play with this new tour. Oh, it sounded like DJ yesterday was saying like it's kind of undetermined. So that's, but... that's a good point, too. So I think that everybody has been under the impression that they're just banned from American golf as we know it. If they go to this other tour, the majors are still all eligible for, as we discussed last week. Yeah. And the USGA isn't banning anybody that is joining the, the live tour that qualified for the U S open this year. They said this year, yeah, this year. So what remains to be seen is, okay, well, if they set the precedent this year by not banning them, let's just say in perpetuity that these guys are allowed to play majors from here on forward, but stay in this live tour. What, what impacts do you think that has? Um, I'm well, I mean, they're big name dudes. So I think they should be able to play in majors if they're, you know, if they're exempt. Um, and dude, I don't know. I don't think it like, I don't, the, the whole big deal over doesn't really seem to be, I, I think it seems a little bit overblown. Um, it's just another competitive tour. They're changing the way, I mean, to me, what, what's cool, like in newsworthy is kind of like their format and how they're changing up the format, but it's, it's, uh, I think it's good. It's good to see a different take on the golf kind of the professional golf structure as we know it. Um, and I think, 
quite frankly, I think people are going to watch this and kind of like it. And I think you're going to see more players potentially going over in the next year or, mm-hmm. or so. Um, assuming that they survive through this kind of initial phase. Right. So assuming, I, I, and, I, I then, and then players are going to get a lot more leverage. And so I don't, I, I, the majors I think are going to have to conform to what the players are saying. Okay. But at the I, end of the day, I don't think it's going to change anything because the majors want the top players in the world coming to to play there. So and, on that same vein, the best the best players in the world. And so obviously a win. Here's my question. How do you weigh a victory on the live tour? Does it count as a career win professionally? How do you because, um, because mean, the format if it's say, if it's all if it's all team based, it's not it all like team te- based though. It's individual based, and then there's a team structure within okay. every event. Okay. So there's so within every event, there's still an individual. You're still playing just straight up regular traditional stroke play, just to a 54 hole versus a, a, a 72 hole, straight. and 48 players versus yeah. But it, so, I mean, dude, it, it, I would think it would be weighed similar to like an invitational tournament, like the Arnold Palmer, where there's not a huge field. It's it's but it's four, three rounds versus four. But uh, say, you know, it's like the Arnold Palmer and it's raining. They cancel the fourth the fourth round. They get three rounds in. Right. It's, I mean, it, it still weighs. It still goes into the world rankings. When ta- when Scotty Scheffler won the Arnold Palmer this year, his world ranking went up. Right. It's still factored in against who he's playing against. Right. So I think it's it's going to I think you got to judge it like that. Like you would judge somewhat of an invitational tournament or almost like a um, a WGC, but to a lesser scale, because you're not you're not it's not top 50 in the world or whatever the WGC requirement is. That, that Right. Has. But you're still playing against. I mean, there's still a lot of now, dude, you got some skilled players in there. So um I don't know. There's that, that, that's like, I'm sure there's some dweebs that can think of a good algorithm and convert everything and make it, you know, kind of equal weighing out. Yeah. My question. Yeah. I guess I'm wondering too, is like how the official world golf rankings is going to con- uh, consider these events. Cause it kind of seems like there's obviously the match that happens that, you know, you know, the match format with that yeah. Phil has been in or whatever yeah. there's that. And then you see the live tour. And then you see what the PGA tour goes through with, with huge fields every week that professional golfers go in and, and uh, qualify for and, and play in. And so, you know, that, that's over a hundred every, every event. Right. So then you look at the live tour, which is only 48 each week, at least so far. And it's like, you have DJ who's ranked 13th in the world. And then like everybody else, like, okay, Bryson might ha- has been up there mm-hmm. when he's healthy. Um, so let's just say you have two of the top 20 players in the entire world. And then everybody else, those guys are going to tear it up. I wouldn't be surprised if they just started winning tournaments left and right. I mean, especially DJ. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, do you, uh, so, so, so say that he wins 84 tournaments after this is all done with, because he just starts ripping it up. Do you count him ahead of tiger and Sam Snead? No, no, no. They're not PGA tournaments, so it's different. But um, the professional like, I mean, I wins. Don't, I don't think Tiger, but I don't think Tiger Woods counts his win at the Hero Classic when he was coming back, like at his own tournament, as 
a, a PGA win, right? Did, does uh, it count? Did it count towards his record against uh, Snead or no? I don't think so. No. Oh, okay. Um, and I don't think Tiger would do that either. Would want to count that? So yeah, I mean, there's a gray area in like the record book and stuff, but I mean, um. I don't know who knows that the, you're going to see like guys like the top end guys dominate because you don't see that it's still so hard to win a golf tournament, you know, amongst 48 guys, especially if there's no cut too. Right. So, but the other 18 guys in the top 20 are there for the most part. I mean, dude, Dick Bland was leading the U S open going into Sunday. <laughs> and I know I, if it ends on Saturday. He's, he's, he's the happy. I'm the happiest for Dick Bland he, out he, of all this is, he finishes second in the U.S. Open. So, um, okay. So, question I got for you. All right. Uh, so, this tour is experimental. We've seen competitors to other major sports, uh, like the XFL, the USFL, against the NFL, for example. What happens if this also fails? What happens to these golfers? Let's just speculate. What would happen? if the tour, the, the live tour failed and these players had to come back or try to figure out well, their golf career after that for your Dick Bland type guys. I mean, they're just, it's done. Um, but I mean, I, I, I wouldn't, I would think if P, DJ wanted to come back to the PGA tour, the PGA tour would welcome him back. Same with Phil with time to cool off from, you know, whatever it is that he's in trouble for. But I think these higher end guys. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, maybe Kevin, nah, I don't know. Uh, but, but, uh, I don't know. I, I, um, I got a hunch. I, I got a hunch. This thing might stick around for a while with the amount of money they're throwing out and just, Dude, like uh, I said yeah. earlier, with the fact that them that they're not concerned about making a profit at first, they're yeah. just throwing they're just throwing heaps and heaps of money at this, and if they're just going to keep doing that, it's going to be around for a while. It's going to depend on viewership, I think. People, the amount of people watching this. If nobody's watching it, it has more of a chance to fail. But if people start tuning in for this, which I'm going to, oh yeah. I, I mean, I'm, yeah, I'm curious to see, uh, how it all goes. Like it's going to be, um, I, I, I'm curious to see like kind of just how the format is and it's what the exciting. product is. Right. We yeah. got to see that. If it comes off like the match, then it's going to fail. Um, cause I think the match sucks, but it, I don't think they're coming off like that. The way their rules are set up and the way it seems to be kind of what I've, from everything I've seen, it sounds pretty cool. I'm so, not. I won't be surprised if it turns out like it's the match, but with a bunch of players playing. It, it really does seem like Phil towed the water with the first match and was like, "There's a there's a market for this. People are going to be watching this season-ending uh, season tournament. Get take one guess where the season-ending tournament is for for Phil. No, for the LIV where it ends at. It's in okay. the United States, Las Vegas. No. Oh, uh, okay. Give me a second. Think of what a controversial with the controversy of the people behind all this and where, where, where in America they could settle New out. York. No, no. Okay. In, in it's Texas. At, it's at Trump direct Trump national. Duraldo. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. Oh my God. Uh, that makes perfect. That makes perfect sense. The blue um, monster that makes sense so 
I've been trying to think about the impacts of this to, towards like the, the non-big events, right? So like the biggest non-majors are events like the Players Championship, uh, obviously the Tour Championship, yep, um, the any Arnold the Palmer, FedEx, you know, any of the FedEx Cup. Well, Arnold Palmer Invitational and Jack's Tournament too. I'm trying to think of other big non-major tournaments that are on the PGA Tour. One event that comes to mind, obviously, to my just thinking about it, are events like the Fortinet that we volunteer for. The main draw is what last year yes, and the Phil. year before it was Phil. And he's not going to be able to play that this year because he's not he's going to be or the understanding is all these defectors are going to be suspended or banned from well, the tour. They've, they've all resigned like DJ from the tour. So that's what's crazy is that they resigned. Re- resigning makes me feel like they're trying to avoid legal trouble by resigning first. Phil. Phil's going to be in Chicago. Um, I believe that's where the uh, LIV event is when we're at the Fortinet. So that, that's what I'm saying is like, I think that, I mean, I think that like, small tournaments like that are going to suffer the most because they rely on a few players. And now it's going to be all the corn fairy graduates and stuff. Pretty much. Like who else? John Rom played in the Fortnite last year. Max, Max Homo, Homo won, it. won it. And Will Zalatoris is Bill, the other. Willie Z, HV3, HV3, Kucher. Hideki was there. Kucher. Kuch. Um, yeah, that's kind of like it as far yeah. as main draw, guys. So anyway, those are the events that are going to suffer the most, I think. So it's going to be interesting to see how the, the PGA tour like responds to that. They could change those smaller tournaments into a, a different format to make it more exciting. But I just don't see that's going to happen because I mean, yeah, it's all based on stroke play. That's how it is. So, and to, to that point, dude, like this weekend, uh, one of the you know biggest non-major tournaments. I could not have found less entertainment watching uh, the memorial this weekend. Right, um, and I, I find myself finding my myself a little bit bored when I watch PGA Tour quite a bit. So I'm excited for this. Uh, it seems a little more interesting to me. I don't know. Um, obviously, I, I like to watch a little bit more of the ladies' game than I do the, the men's game on tour-wise. But uh, again, I couldn't have been more like nonplussed with the uh, the memorial this week. And like I've I've been on record on here many times saying I've fallen asleep during multiple playoffs and final round runs. Yeah. If I don't yeah, have yeah. if I don't have a bet that's keeping me w- worth watching. Um, I don't know. I PGA tour gets a little bit boring unless it's a major, right? I love watching major championship golf. So, and and the players, but uh, so I, 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 at the end of the day, I think this is pretty good. I think it's a good thing. Um, Let's see if we can't tweak some formats and, you know, maybe this forces the PGA's hand into doing some cool shit. Like we've talked about, like uh, doing like a, you know, a team, a team event with LPGA players and that would be awesome. out of their own standard kind of, uh, you know, stencil of what a tournament should be. Completely agree. Um, anything else on the live tour? I have, I have so many things that I wanted to get on, but a lot could change until next week. So 
Yeah, no, I mean, it, yeah, it seems to be a ever fluid situation. So I, I'm excited to watch it. Um, I don't know what the time change, how much I'll actually be able to watch, but I'm curious to see yeah. the product. Um, again, that's kind of the downside of not having a TV network deal. I could just TiVo it or whatever, record it and watch it. But yeah, uh, let's go, Greg Norman. Fucking get on it, Shaq. Let's go. Uh, U.S. Women's Open. Let's get on uh, that first. Oh, actually, let's do let's do Memorial real quick. All right. Um, it was. I mean, I didn't get excited about that, uh, especially Horschel's lead going into Sunday was just so vast that it was not really worth watching. It did get close for a little bit. I did see, you know, yeah, the eagle. It, yeah. Um, it did get close for a minute, but the course is amazing the course is amazing it played fantastically there just wasn't any drama really going into sunday no, i no think drama, that, that no star yeah. power all the star power faded away on saturday um they didn't make any good moves and yeah it was pretty evident that billy horschel i mean he tore it up on saturday he played great golf kudos to him um on a tough course and i mean all he had to do was come out and basically just get you know part out um and he made it a little bit of interesting but overall um it was kind of boring uh right. but again kudos to billy ho big win for him getting back uh a former fedex cup winner dude watching him play that final round was incredible because yeah, he, he did he did struggle a little bit um but he got it back obviously with the eagle um but he just plotted his way around the course at like watching the interviews afterwards, how he was talking about it. Uh, he, he cited Tiger Woods for how you finish a golf, a golf tournament. Yeah. Course management, your course management. You don't try to do anything. Everybody else has to beat you. Everybody else has to beat you by a lot. If you have a, if you have a huge lead. So you go out there, you're on, you're under no pressure to do anything crazy. Um, one thing I wanted to say too is Cameron Smith might be, the best player of difficult golf courses on tour right now. He starts off really good on these, on these tough courses. Uh, and, but he's, I mean, he hasn't won. He, he didn't win obviously, but he still, he was tied for 13th. He was in it for the long, for, for a while there yeah. until he had, he had, he had a bad round on Sunday or Saturday. Yeah, he, just, he just played poorly. And then he started poorly on Sunday too. And got exactly. But he, there's something about him. He get he he takes these difficult courses where the the greens are lightning fast that you can't miss fairways, and he jumps out there and he just puts himself in contention right away, right away. Yeah. I mean, I think his putting is so good that he's always a threat wherever he's playing. But he's uh, the cat. I think he's the captain of the matter about time. It's, it's only a matter of time, guys. Yeah. He, he his uh putting when it seems like when you know on really tough greens and fast greens and is is um something special so uh yeah i couldn't agree more he's going to i mean he won the players this year right the right the major with uh almost won the masters hard on a hard course so yeah right i mean he's he's a you know if scheffler doesn't make that chip shot on whatever that fourth hole uh, yeah third for, hole the, you know who knows he could have had the players and a masters in this season so um oh one thing i wanted to bring up was uh hideki's uh, oh fuck dq 
with the driver. He took yeah, like white all out. My bets, all my bets stunk. That was an omen for all my bets <laughs> that got DQ'd within like three holes. So it was his three wood. He had like white out on it and was like using it kind of like as a training aid. I guess, I guess he couldn't oh, quite shit. like find. He was struggling to, I mean, I get, it's interesting to hear what they were saying. He was struggling to kind of find the, uh, he was struggling to get it lined up aligned with how he like to suit his eye and stuff. And so they put the white out on there and then um, I guess that's a no, no. And he would have been good. Uh, it, had he not hit that club, but he, he hit it on like his second shot of the day. And that was the only time he hit it. <laughs> but if he, if he didn't hit it, like then he was good. He could have just taken it out of his bag and he would have been fine, but he had hidden it. He had hit it. And then there's video of him hitting it and shit. What a disaster. Um, I mean, he was, he was like two over or something, but so who knows where he could have finished. He only played nine holes. Uh, <laughs> and then went true. Oh man. I couldn't believe that. I had to, I had to see it for myself. There's a bunch of pictures of the, what the club face looked like and it was yeah. white out essentially on the sweet spot. Yep. Yep. Um, anything else on the Memorial? Um, no, no, I think, I think that's all I got. Let's go to the ladies for the U S women's open. All right. So this is, I mean, first of all, pine needles is a great course. I, I mean, Ooh, I'd never seen it before. Watch. Yeah. To watch. Really cool golf course. Um, a lot of little corks and it, it played like, I thought it played like a U.S. open track for sure. It looked like a little mini pine Valley. Just yeah, that's, the- that's, that's, that's kind of like how I was feeling. Pine Valley, Pinehurst as well. Um, pine, pine, pine and pine. But uh, yeah, it was, it was uh, again, for what I like out of a U.S. open, what I expect out of a U.S. open course, it was, um, it was, it was, it was that. Um, I do have to shout out Lindblad. She had a negative, she had, she was six under in the first round. What's her first name? Linda? No. Uh, it's Ingrid, Ingrid, <laughs> Ingrid, incredible. First of all, she looks like a female Jack Nicholas looking at her. She does. She's looking at, she, does. Dude, she looks like a female Jack Nicholas. And, uh, if you look at her record, she's incredible so far. I yeah, wouldn't be surprised if she's like, I mean, I, if she goes pro an emerging star without a doubt. Yeah. I remember from, uh, the masters a couple of last two years ago, the, the um, U.S. amateur. Yeah. Yeah. Or the yeah. women's amateur. And, uh, yeah, that's definitely she's she's definitely um skilled player. She she did that first round where she was leading with Annika too, which is cool. Um a fellow a fellow Swede, right? Is Annika right. Swede? I think so. But a Nordic. Fellow, uh, <laughs> a fellow Scandinavian. And uh, I, know, <laughs> I know she's from Sweden, Norway, or Denmark. So uh I'm pretty sure she's Swedish. So I'm pretty sure she's Swedish. That's where all like Anna Norquist, they're all from Sweden. Um, but, uh, yeah, dude, she played very well. Uh, the tournament, the, the course was great. Like you said, I, I, I couldn't agree more. The course was awesome. Um, it was basically a two, two pony show from Saturday and Sunday on Minji Lee and, uh, Mina Harrigay, but Minji was just dominant. Um, what an incredible tournament by her. Yeah. Never a doubt. Um, and kudos to the USGA for bumping up the purse. Uh, they, these gals made a lot of cash. So, like, um, 
it, it was it was comparable to a men's a men's pr- tournament purse. So um, placing well uh, made you some scratch. But yeah, dude, Minji was dominant. Um, that's that's two majors in uh, the last three that she's won. Wow. So, uh, she's climbing up the world rankings. I kind of, she's, uh, obviously she won a U.S. amateur, really skilled player when she was younger. Um, but now that she's got that major on her belt, uh, and now two majors under her belt in a dominant performance like that, she could probably, you know, click off a couple more majors here and there, as Tiger would say. <laughs> I love it. Um, one major takeaway was just seeing Nelly back out there. Dude, Nels look great. Nels look great. Uh, nice top 10 finish for her. For sure. First, um, Michelle, we retiring. That's another storyline. Oh, dude, Daniel Kang coming out and saying that she's been withdrawn. She's had back issues. She's apparently got a tumor. Some sort oh. of tumor on her spine. So, um, heal up and get yourself healthy there kanger but that's uh that was a bummer to hear uh yeah you can see her kind of like wincing through the rounds too so um that makes oh man lexi kind of a non-factor throughout the whole tournament well she uh, was there in the, on the first day first, she was day, there on the first day. day but uh she kind of faded through the re- the remainder of the tournament still made right. the cut um on a on a course that was playing very hard uh patty t who I bet on missed the cut. She missed the cut by uh, two two consecutive triples on seventeen and eighteen on Ooh. Friday, which is brutal. Um, any other amateur or all the amateurs out here can can empathize with that. Um, triple triple is a tough way to finish. Uh-huh. And uh, yeah, dude, that's what else. Oh, I did hit a bet on. Uh, I did hit a bet on. A top ten, uh, Leona McGuire at plus six fifty got top ten. Ooh, oh, Irish gal. Yep, Ooh. came through for the kid. I needed her. She was like, she was like top tied for fifth on Saturday, and then uh, no one was scoring. I mean, that's what's crazy about Minji. She kicked ass on Sunday, and no one was scoring out there on Sunday. Um, and she still stood right where she was at, and maybe one or two under par, but. Everyone was, you know, everyone was was bogeying holes and above par. Uh, Leona, I think she birdied the last par five and got her in, into a tied for eighth with like six different people for the top ten. Oh, so nice! Was- Hell yeah! Um, yeah, honestly, I I love what's going on. I love them playing. I love the ladies playing these these great golf courses for the for their opens for their majors. Professional um, is hosting the uh, KMPG, yes, uh, LPGA. So that's another one. And then next year we got Pebble, which looks fucking was, was Pebble's going to be great. So I mean, I mean, we're going right. Yeah, we should just absolutely. we should just get our tickets. I mean, I I've already got. Yeah, I I'm thinking we go that lodge. That dude, I think the yeah. lodge way is the way to go. Yes, go in through the lodge, drinks, hang out on 18. Like, let's go. And it's five hundo for the whole week. That's nothing for four days for four days. Yeah. That's, that's well worth it. Definitely. Definitely. Um, should we just review our, our gambling and then do up and down or what? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Um, so, uh, for my picks last week, I had, I had, I had Hovland top 10 at plus two fifty and Riley to win at plus 5,500 Hovland 
finished 40th in the, I think 41st, tied for 41st, non-factor. But Riley was in it Friday and, or I'm sorry, Thursday and Friday. He was in it. Um, yeah. Still finished top, or I think he was 13th. He finished 13th. That's a guy who's just been playing insane. He's yep. He's been top 10. He's been right around there. He uh, made himself some cash this year. Absolutely. But the guy who hit for me was Jocko at uh, plus 375, covered all my bets and then some. Uh, really, would, I, I really thought that I had a shot with Riley, but um, but Jocko was always in it. He was in it Thursday through Sunday, so right there near, near the top. Uh, yeah, so I had for the Memorial, Matt Fitzpatrick, who missed the cut, Hideki, who we talked about getting withdrawn, Patrick Reed, I don't know where he finished at. Those all stunk. Um, I jumped in live on Davis Riley on Saturday morning. Oh. That didn't work out too well, but whatever. Um, and then my LPGA, Yalimi No, she made the cut, was nowhere really near the top 10. I talked about Patty T missing the cut. Um, I thought her top 10 was a shoe-in. She was sitting at the top 10. Yeah. She was still she, yeah, she was she, in the top 10 when she triple bogey to triple bogey and they missed the cut. So, um, oh I mean, that's us open golf right there. Oh my uh, God. And then I hit on Leona McGuire plus plus six fifty, and I had Lexi to win, um, which didn't come through. And I said, I got no plays this week, but that's a lie. I got some, I got some, uh, first round, first round leader bombs for tomorrow. So I got, uh, Mac Hughes, even though you, unless you, you, you won't hear this till it's going on, but just for the record, Mac Hughes, the Canadian boy, plus 7,000, uh, Wyndham Clark, the Colorado bomber, plus 10,000, <laughs> Nick Taylor, uh, plus 8,000, another Canadian guy, Kramer Hickok, best name in golf, plus 11,000. And then, uh, Danny Lee at plus 12,500. I've decided on the first round leaders. I'm just going all big bombs because they, that's always like you. It's always some dude like Danny Lee that's up there and you're like, ah, what the fuck should it? I wanted to throw off to heat to last week and he was tied. He was one of those six guys that were tied up there. So I'm going to the big bomb strategy, except for Mac Hughes. He's a little more of a favorite, but let's go. I love it. I love it. All right. Up and down. All right. Uh, you want me to start? You want to start? uh yeah i'll start with down and then i'll oh, finish my up here so down uh it's very similar to last week not being able to see some of our our favorite golfers uh play on the pga tour anymore it's gonna be a little bit of a downer to not see them compete against the golf the best golfers in the world i like watching bryson try to crush golf balls i like watching dj play i love watching phil play uh it's gonna be a little bit of a downer to see if this kind of splits up the talent of the, the golf world. We want it to all be centralized to where they're playing the best, the best every week, every week. And the PGA tour kind of represents that. And I feel like we're kind of losing that a little bit. All right. Um, second down, very cheap down dubs warriors lost tonight, but they'll be back next week. Um, and then I'll finish with my up here and you can do your down and up as well. So up looking forward to the U S open. Um, I'm also looking forward to getting our tickets for the ladies U S open next yes. year at pebble. That's something I'm really looking forward to. 
just to be on the grounds, walk around, you know, the kind of the ins and outs um, and really just enjoy being on the prop, the, the property and yep. watching some good golf out there. See how the ladies play it. We got to see how the, the, the men play it. Um, and it'll be really fun to see how they do it too. And then I guess the last up is um, kudos to, to Tiger and Rory and some of the guys who have spoken out against the, the live tour and talking about how money isn't everything necessarily and how legacy is a little bit more important. And it's no, I guess it's, it's no uh, insult to the guys who left, but it's easy for guys on the PGA tour who have their lives set. They've made a ton of money already. They have a great, they have a bunch of great endorsement deals yeah. To sit there and be like, okay, it, you know, it's all about legacy. legacy. Yeah. But I think They're once not you grinding have, for their card. Uh, exa- yeah, exactly. So, but, but, you know, shout out to those guys for stepping up to saying something. And uh, I'm really glad that Tiger wouldn't, didn't consider leaving. He's in no condition to leave though, either way, no. you know, but from the money that was offered to him. Can't be traveling the world. Um, the inflammation dude and then, <laughs> that's like, way too much time in the cold bath that's why so they, uh, what do you what do you got a big offers because you got to travel to transport the team yes physio my my massage my cryo pt electro um, <laughs> so but no i i mean i at the end of the day i don't think anyone's in the wrong i don't think uh, you know I, I i don't think the guys that stayed and want to stay for legacy are wrong I don't think the guys that left are wrong. Um, I I kind of I'm just interested to see how it works out, and I honestly think it, it might work out kind of well um, for all parties, hopefully. So, um, yeah, dude. My I'll go into my. Uh, you don't do you have any other ups or no? No, I'm good. Just all you. Uh, my downs are. Um, let's see. This one it, it's an up and it's a literal up and a down. I'm, I'm gonna go play with some some of the boys out at uh fuck what's it called Yokadehi Ranch or something out. Um, oh yeah, we'll yeah. have a Yokadeha. Yokadeha. We'll have a course review. The course looks sweet online. Um, I've heard nothing but good things about that course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'll I'll have a course review for you guys. Uh, the down portion of that is down to all you guys that uh, <laughs> canceled on poor Zach Morrow for making two two. He had two tea times. Worked around a goddamn tournament out there, and then a week or uh, two weeks out, everyone starts bailing on him. So Moro, I told him, I told him weeks ago, you got a wedding, yeah, yeah. You're, <laughs> but uh, but everybody did bail on him. Scoundrels, you know who you are. Yeah, you're listening. Mikey, shame on Mo. you, shame on you all. Uh, <laughs> and, you pieces uh, of shit. Uh, let's see, other down. Uh, that's that's the only really down that I got. Um, Wish I was there for it, boys. And, and then uh, the up, I'm looking forward to playing this weekend. I got out on uh, Monday for a late morning, early afternoon round at Sharp and played. Um, it was fun. Played like a dude that hasn't played, you know, in two and a half months. But overall, was pretty pleased with my round. 
um, and, and started to get played much better on the back nine, which to be again kind of expected after a little hiatus. So, uh, dude, up they're doing uh, improvements to the Sharp Park golf course. Redoing some Sharp Park. They got Let's go. Blocks coming in. They're clearing out some brush. They're trying to speed up play by clearing out that brush, which I think more courses should do. Um, open things up a little bit. And then uh, my last up. Um, I, I, uh that's that's all i got i, I forgot what else i was gonna say so, uh, it's all uh, good that's that's it for me dude that's awesome uh, the, i mean the more you get to play i'm glad to see your, that you're playing again uh i'm trying to think of my next round that i have planned i'm playing i think po- i'm playing poppy hills at the end of the month i might play on the 19th yeah i'm going um i'm gonna play i think after this like pacific grove Dude, also, oh, this was the other up, other up. I switched to, I, I was just dicking around at Sharp, and I, I, I've I, been reading about the top hand low putting technique. Oh. I switched back to it, and I was that's what kept me in on, like, the front nine, was I was putting lights out. But I'm going to try the top hand low this weekend um, and keep rolling with it for a little bit. It's, it's a, uh, I think that's the move if you're, like, a backhand putter right if you like the yeah. feel and i always i've always practiced stroked with my backhand and when you go top hand low you just take that top hand it's basically just the the backhand stroke so uh i don't do you know cha- do you change it up for longer putts or shorter putts or no i see i know i thought it feels weird on the longer <laughs> putts but nah i just started doing it with long putts and i had to hit the shit out of some putts there because it's sharp park right yeah um so it was, uh, dude, it was, it was, it was interesting. I'm clear. I'm curious to see how it works out. I'm going to, I'm going to stick to it for the next month though. Awesome. Uh, you'll give us that course review next week then. Course review next week. And then we'll preview the U S open. Yep. Let's go Wyndham Clark tomorrow. I'm I'm looking forward to it, man. Uh, until then I'll talk to you next week. All right, brother. Peace. That does it for this episode of the Sandy Pars Podcast. We want to thank you all for joining us. And if you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or anywhere you get your podcast content. Join us next week to preview the U.S. Open and for a mid-season check-in on our bold predictions. Lastly, be sure to follow us on Instagram at Sandy Pars Golf and visit our website, sandypars.com, for a full library of podcasts and additional golf content like course reviews, reading guides, and more. Special thanks to our producer, Ryan Thiessen, and until next time, hit him straight.